Hello, this is Justin Coleman, Senior Pastor at University UMC, and this is our podcast. I hope these messages engage your mind, touch your heart, and inspire you to serve God and your neighbor. Check us out online at universityumc.church. Thanks for tuning in. What a gift on this fourth Sunday of Advent to have such a joyous celebration and beautiful music. Thank you to the brass and percussion and to the choir. My grandmother, Dinky, always wore an apron when she cooked and when she washed dishes. And I can remember sitting at the counter of her kitchen as she would prepare an apple pie. She had this special hook inside the pantry where she'd hang the apron when it wasn't in use. And if a knock came at the door while she was in the kitchen preparing, she would take off her apron, hang it up on that hook before she answered the door. Once the visitor had left, she would don the apron and resume her preparations in the kitchen because she would not be caught dead with an apron on when the visitors came to the door. I, of course, wasn't a guest, so you could say I saw how the sausage was made or how the apple pies were made in this case. I lived with my grandmother, Dinky, during some very formative years, during my undergraduate years. And just seeing the apron reminds me of the intimate times that we shared in the kitchen preparing a nourishing meal. But that was only secondary to the ways that she spent nourishing me and preparing me for adulthood, for a life of service, and for a life filled with love. A lot of preparation happened in that kitchen while Dinky wore her apron. My favorite Christmas book of all time is a picture book called The Nativity. It's illustrated by Julie Vivas. I have an excellent selection of picture books for Christmas and Advent, but this one is by far my favorite. The telling of the story in this book, The Nativity, is the gospel writer Luke's account with no embellishment, but the watercolor paintings of each scene are just incredible. They're beautiful, they're colorful, they're detailed, and it is the details that draw me into that book. There are chickens in almost every scene of that book. Chickens at the Annunciation, chickens following the donkey on the road to Bethlehem, chickens pecking at the shoestrings of the angels. The angels have these long, colorful, but really tattered wings. They're wearing combat boots that never seem to be tied, insert said chickens. The shepherd's hair is sticking up all over the place in this book. And at the Annunciation, that picture that Julie Vivas paints, when the angel tells Mary that she's going to have a baby, which is just a couple verses before the verses that Kieran read for us this morning, the angel and Mary are sitting at a basic wooden table sharing a cup of tea. Julie Vivas pictures, depicts the angel leaning in and talking to Mary. Mary's wearing a blue dress and an apron, and she has a look of amazement on her face. I love this picture book, The Nativity, because it looks to me more real than any of the other books that I have depicting the Christmas story. Mary looks exhausted after birth. 
Joseph is the one cuddling with the baby. The shepherds are unkempt. The angels are awe-striking, yet really mischievous. They're riding a sheep in one of the pictures. But today, I love this book because Mary is still wearing her apron as she shares a cup of tea with the angel. The pastor's Bible studies are reading through a book called Honest Advent. It's devotions and artwork by Scott Erickson, and Scott's artwork depicts unique images of God showing up in the hardest places of our humanity with the idea that that's what God with us is still doing today, showing up in the hardest places of our humanity. In the preparation worship video, I asked y'all to think about sacred art. So think about the pieces of sacred art that you can think of, that you've seen or seen pictures of, that depict the nativity. Scott Erickson reflects on sacred art in this way. How do you depict something sacred? To make something sacred is to give reverence to the weight of its importance. Something significant happened in our seemingly ordinary world, a meeting between the finite and the infinite. And that changes the way we understand the reality we find ourselves in. So to not forget it, we memorialize it. We set it apart. We honor it and maybe add some shiny gold leaf in an attempt to let its message transform us still today. This is a helpful and necessary work that human beings have practiced since the beginning of existence. Scott Erickson goes on to say, my only problem in the process of making something sacred is that we usually cut out all the really human stuff that is equally part of these divine happenings. Now, after reading Scott Erickson, I can name what Julie, Ar Julie Vivas' art brings back for me. It adds back in the really human stuff, the stuff that's part of divine happenings. The apron-clad Mary reminds me of this. When we take our most important stories and sacredly set them apart so that we can remember them for the rest of time, it becomes unhelpful when we separate our own humanity found in those sacred stories. By seeing a little more of third trimester Mary with an achy back, I can find myself in that sacred story because it is in the meeting place where the Spirit of God meets every person, our physical bodies. Anytime the Spirit of God has met any one of us, it has been, of course, in our physical bodies. This is an important Christian understanding. In the second and third centuries, the first group to be considered heretical against church teachings, the very first group were the Gnostics, who at the most simplest understanding believed that the body was bad and the spirit was good. The body's bad and the spirit's good. Seems like it can't be that awful, right? I mean, I know what my husband smells like when he comes home from a run. <laughs> 
they believed that you have to overcome your physical nature in order to meet God on a spiritual plane. This is the earliest heresy and one, quite honestly, that we still have to fight. Jesus is fully divine and fully human. God was born on Christmas morning. Born, the physicality of spirituality is important. All of you, all of yourself is loved by God. The lofty and the low, the clean and the less so. God comes to you when you're at your Sunday best and when you're in a messy apron. If the incarnation insists on anything, it insists that our physical bodies matter to God. Gnosticism is a threat because it prevents us from embracing all that God has made. It keeps us from being kind to our bodies, from experiencing pleasure that's been gifted to us by God, and treating others the same way. Gnosticism is a heresy that leads to the bad theology that spiritual matters can ever be separated from physical bodies. When the American church was at its worst, preaching salvation to people who were enslaved and neglecting freedom to the whole person, it was in this heresy that fueled that fire. And it's easy to judge the misguided and sinful church during that time in the history of America, but there are still ways that we expect people to live spiritually and live into church leadership with only a part of themselves, to leave who they love at the doors of the church. This is the nature of the splinter occurring in the United Methodist Church right now. My last day at University United Methodist is December 31st. Yesterday, some of y'all descended on my kitchen and helped my family pack for a move to Trinity United Methodist Parsonage in nearby Durham. This call to itineracy, the obedience to move when my bishop calls, is such a bizarre thing. It requires that I leave people that I love and right now, it's a really messy thing. There are boxes packed, boxes partially packed, boxes that are empty in every corner of my house. It is chaos in there right now. And when folks from this church offered to help me pack, it's like you saw all of me. Not just the one-dimensional side of me as a pastor. You saw me as a mom who was trying to continue Christmas traditions and the busyness of it all, as a wife, as somebody with a house that needed to be packed and moved over Christmas of all the busiest times of year. And it is a gift to be fully seen, to have your emotional, physical, and spiritual needs attended to, isn't it? Yesterday, as we packed the kitchen, we packed one of my grandmother's aprons. Truth be told, actually, it's my great-grandmother's apron that my grandmother wore. That apron is probably the most precious thing of all the things that we packed yesterday. It reminds me of intimate conversations while peeling Granny Smith apples. It reminds me that love came down 
to save all of me and to save all of you. Thanks be to God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can visit us at universityumc.church where you can find services, events, and other ways you can get involved. Remember that we love you. We hope you have a great week. We hope the peace of Christ is with you, and we hope to see you soon.